1: Welcome into
0: the newest episode of the Palazzo Podcast. Christopher Deary and Michael Govier give it to you straight No Chaser! Today's show is all about the All Star Halfway Point.
2: Take a look at what's happened so far in the first half. Who let you down? Who surprised you? Who is the worst manager in MLB for the first half of 2022?
0: Gary and Govier are going to cover it all today, because that's what you all deserve.
2: Quality, entertaining, useful fantasy baseball production. So strap in and get ready for the doozy that you all
0: crave. It's the Palazzo Podcast. Take it away,
1: boys!
2: You talk. Give me two. Give me two. Give me two. Why don't you give me whatever you want? If you feel comfortable with one, that's fine. It's a Palazzo podcast. That's what the show is. That's Christopher Deary. I'm Michael Gauvier. We're doing a show about fantasy baseball, talking about society. Everything that comes in our minds will be released to the public today. And today's show is about the All-Star break, the All-Star report. We're going to break down a lot of awards for the first half. I put a whole bunch in here. I've got. I'll give you a teaser here. We've got best one-game performance of the first half, and player whose second half is most likely to be the opposite of their first half. Those are just a couple of possibilities for today's show. Uh, make sure you follow Christopher Deary C Deary nineteen ninety nine. That's Deary isn't dearly beloved and M J Govier, G O V. Oh, why am I blurry? What happened? I'm like the Robin Williams in that one movie deconstructing Harry. You ever see that? Not a, no, no, focus
0: no un,
3: unaware of that one.
2: Oh yeah, it's a good movie. uh it's by Woody Allen that you're not supposed to watch it, but it used to be a good movie once upon a time, so I don't know I don't know for Woody Allen's a scumbag, but the movie involved other people besides him, so I don't know. everybody in Hollywood are
3: scumbags
2: I still watch
3: Oh, this shit. how dare
2: you blanket yeah, that's harsh. Well, uh, yeah, so it's going to be all about the All-Star break here, guys. It starts on Sunday, so there'll be no baseball for a few days, which is always yeah. the lowest. Yeah, the low point of the sports season. Oh, no. Ah. Uh, I also did a show on the MLB draft with Benjamin Chase and Phil Goyette on Wednesday. We did the full first-round mock. Deary, we're at a, I'm at a <laughs> new level now. I'm doing first-round yes, mock drafts of the MLB draft. Never thought I would actually do that, but it happened. Yep. You've, you've done it. You've hit a new level of nerd. It's true. I mean, I, I just really, I was the flight director. It was all Ben and Phil. with their, They each gave their pick for each team in the first round, all 30 picks. So if you're into that and you're getting oh, you know, psyched up for the MLB draft this Sunday, go check that out here on YouTube page. And, of course, if you're going to do that, you might as well subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can go to YouTube.com slash Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's, and that'll get the job done for you. Utah! Give me two. Uh, oh, Chad's back on Twitch. Chad, all things are normal again. All right, I need your help, boys. Bertie' season has been derailed for quite a <laughs> long time with a groin injury. Yes, John Bertie has, he has passed on to the IL, and he will not be back for a while. It was a great ride. It really was. But that's it.
3: It wasn't going to last forever. It's unfortunate no. that it's a DL stint that's going to end up uh, sidelining him.
2: He's 32 years old, you know. He's not a child anymore. He's been around for a while. It's not like John Bertie just showed up. Hey, he's a new kid on the scene. So, you know, groin injuries will happen. Anthony's early. Oh, my God. What are you doing here? Early. That is shocking news. I can't believe that. Anthony's always late, for those of you that don't know Anthony. Yeah, thank you, Anthony, for that. Chad also wants to know, what's the deep dive steals ad to make? A deep dive steals ad to replace John Bertie, I assume? How about uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Davis? Jonathan Davis of the Brewers. How about that? I'll throw that out there. He plays pretty regularly. He doesn't do much other than steal bases, but if you're looking for steals, it's not a bad place to turn to, actually. Yeah, it's, That's it's my off-top-head of recommendation.
3: It's tough because so many of the guys that are available that you could scoop up are pretty much only going to give you steals because most of these guys that are available just are killers when it comes to batting average and lack of power but this is where you play the game of if you're playing roto do i just kick that down the road or do i try to catch up in some of those categories
2: well look jonathan davis let's take a look real quick at his stats he's been a guy that you could rely on for steals and that's pretty much it as i said plays for the brewers but with low kane low kane retired guys he moved on earlier this year got his 10 years of service and lorenzo kane said Bye-bye-bye. So long, everybody. And he's going to get that pension. Good for him. And that's why Jonathan Davis kind of has a job right now. But the Brewers might try to upgrade. They're in a playoff hunt, dearie, So, I don't know. He's got five steals on the season. He stole two bags over the last week. And looks to play... He sat out July 8th and 9th. But otherwise, he's been playing. So, yeah, Jonathan Davis is my deep steals call there. Very empty. Not a lot going on there. I admit that freely. But... You know, if you you said deep, Chad, you did use the word deep, did he not? I can't believe this guy's 30 years old. Jonathan Davis? Yeah. He's an old man. Old, I old know. man, look at my butt. I'm yep. a lot like you.
1: have been for a long
2: uh, time. I want a long on. Uh, if I look at the last 14 days, the Steel's leaders... He's in like the top five. So Ryan McMahon has four steals over the last fourteen days. That's wild. That's an outlier. There are other names you would know: Acuna, Bertie, Witt Jr., uh, Marcus Simeon. Jonathan Scope. He had three straight days where he stole a bag last <laughs> week. Gary. Did you see that? Yeah, that really happened. That was you know, that was shocking.
3: Yeah, it's funny because two weeks ago I go uh, to the On the Wire podcast and I'm out there and I'm like, man, you know, they should just fucking DFA Jonathan Scope. And then the last two weeks he's betting
2: 358. (laughs) Yeah, the Scoping always shows up. It hadn't happened yet, so they couldn't DFA him yet. They have to have the Scoping first. Of course. Anthony says Stanton won't win the Home Run Derby. That's my hot take of the day. Okay, great. Nobody cares about the Home Run Derby. Too many comments on the Home Run Derby, frankly. I could care less.
3: I cared about it when I used to bet on it but now I don't bet, so I don't care.
1: <laughs> no, we, we used
3: to always do a pool with all the Knights guys. Uh, we would each pull out of the hat a player, and then everybody would throw in 20 bucks. and for some reason I seemed to always win, even though it was a complete random draw. Hmm.
2: Yeah. I-, I wrote about this, my Fantrax article, about the All-Star game and how it just doesn't mean much to me anymore, and it was something that I really enjoyed as a kid. I admit it. And that's okay. You know, adult... Responsibilities, guys. Okay. Jeez. Chad says, Andrew Velasquez. Sh- sh- oh, God. Jace Peterson, Brett Phillips, Adam Engel, Luis Gonzalez all available. Ugh. Yeah, Luis this Gonzalez, the, I like. This
3: is the group of guys that you get to choose from if you're looking for steals.
2: I guess that's true. You're right. I I actually, I like Luis Gonzalez. He's come back from injury recently, and he, he's got quality batting average. He can hit. Throwing a few home runs here and there. Score some runs. Drive in some runs. So to me, the best of the bunch of those names would be Luis Gonzalez. Once again, Adam Mingo, Brett Phillips, Jace Peterson, Andrew Velasquez. A lot of empty trash there otherwise. Yeah. So that's my two cents. Oh, Brandon Inge's going to win the Derby, says Andy. ha!
1: <laughs> really? Plastic. That'd be
2: so awesome. Go Tigers. He, I would love to see ba- that happen. He went for a bagel that year, right? He had none. Zero. Oh, yeah. No six when it was here. Yeah, I don't – our friend uh, – was that – yeah, it was oh six or 05. Shit, I can't remember. It was – see, the Super Bowl and the All-Star Game came within the same year that – around that – it was an 05 and 06, yeah. so I can't remember yeah. which exact year it was, but I remember Bobby Abreu. I think he won the Home Run Derby that year at Comerica Park. Yep. Yeah. It feels yeah, like – Yeah, I think, I think that was 05 right.
3: and the Super Bowl was 06.
2: Oh, Wendell. I, dude, if Wendell's available, I'd, yeah, I'm all for Joey Wendell. He's fantastic. I Again, yeah. Chad said deep, so I went deep. And yeah. to be Joey Wendell, you know, he shouldn't be available in 12-teamers and less. He might be available in – he might not even be available in 14-teamers. I would think a lot of people would have Joey Wendell on their squad because he has multi-positional eligibility. He can steal bags. He can hit. Leading so, off. Yeah. Beaten off. It's all the same. Uh Brandon Bosch. Brandon Bosch wins the Derby. Okay. <laughs> Brandon guys, Bosch. This is, getting out of, this is getting too deep. Andy Dirks is going to show up next. I'm sure of it. Uh zero correct. Dear, you got it right. Very good. He did put up a bagel. Brandon Inch put up a bagel in the home run derby. Ah, fuck. Never mind. What do we never mind? We gave you some legit options here. What do you what are you complaining about, Chad? What's the problem? Stomont came off the I. L. Oh. Stomont on the IL, off the IL. Scott Barlow is really good right now, so who cares? Stomont is in the back. Stomont could end up taking the job, though. Scott Barlow gets traded, dear. Scott Barlow's had like 10 saves over the last 30 days. He's really been on a roll. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he might get traded. All right.
2: Oh, the Royals, yeah, they're trash. Scott Barlow is a prime, prime reliever to fill someone else's bullpen. He won't close there wherever he goes. I was talking to Doug Dennis and Greg Jewett about this on a DM yesterday. And they were both saying, oh, yeah, yeah, he's gone. And then he won't close wherever he goes. So shout out to them for that. But I absolutely agree with what they were saying there as well. Uh, Chad says, so I don't have a roster spot now to replace Bertie. Because Stomont's back. You must have a holds league. Otherwise, you wouldn't want to roster Stomont, in my opinion. Right? Correct. Okay, Anthony says, <laughs> how about a one-man Casey Royal beat a f- minus-425 Blue Jays team last night? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I didn't know what the gambling line was, but I was watching that game pretty intensely because I was curious about Nick Prado. Nick Prado's up. Nick Prado made his debut because of this chaotic bozo fest with the Royals ten and the 10, ten players. Yeah. That's right. It was awesome. It was totally awesome to see them win that game outright and then Nate Eaton, one of the guys who made his debut, hit a home run in the ninth inning to preserve and give another insurance run for the Royals to beat the Blue Jays. Three to one. It was it was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. And I like the Blue Jays. I'm rooting for the Blue Jays, but sometimes there's unique storylines that show up and you know Edward Oliveris is one of my favorite players to root for anyways and he led off and went three for three. So it was a fun night. And I just didn't know that the the line was that wide. And one thing you should know about baseball, right, Deary, is that just because they're new guys who get called up, it's one game. And this is way more common in baseball than all the other sports because you play 162 of them. So you could easily be a huge favorite in one game and lose it.
3: Yeah, I think maybe the only other sport where it's completely random of who wins and loses, maybe hockey, just because the way the game is played and how low-scoring it can be.
2: Oh, I know hockey. Yeah, remember that game? I heard the... I hear a lot of things about the Red Wings, like Steve Eisman is doing good things lately, but I don't know any of it.
3: They signed all these players. My dad called me. He's like, aren't you excited? I'm like, I don't know any of these players. That's how out of tune I am with hockey. I don't know. I don't know anybody.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, neither do I. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know, I didn't know truly- one player. Oh, that's embarrassing. Well, I know that uh, the Red Wings have money, right? They're a good organization, so they get to spend it, and they'll probably pick up players. This is America. You don't make money. You're a fucking douchebag. Now what you gonna do? Well, that's kind of harsh, but okay. All right, so uh, yeah, let's get into a couple of things here. Of course, the business. Uh, you guys are commenting so much here. Just Bob says, I meant if Wendell was available. Okay, very good. And Chad reminds us that his league is saves plus holds. So yeah, Stomont does have value in that league coming off the IL. Uh, Nick Eaton, any relation to Adam Eaton? Do your knows that Adam Eaton used to be one of my favorite guys. He used to love Adam Eaton, but he yeah, kind of fell did. off he was, really fast. Yeah.
3: He was a guy for our show. We loved him.
2: Uh, Just Bob wants us to know that Brett Martin is the new closer in Texas. That is correct. Yes, congratulations, Just Bob, for pointing out the obvious. But it is very, very clear that though I didn't think he was the guy, he seems to be the dude. So I heard MJ Govier going pro in knock hockey. Is that a typo? I
3: will, I- I will go pro and you don't know knock hockey, Mike? Is that a real you thing? Played, you never played knock hockey? It's a like uh rectangular like wooden board and there's like a triangle in the middle and you have these little red sticks and a little wooden puck. We grew up on playing knock hockey in our basement all the
2: time. It's fun. Is that what is that just I never heard that term, but I used to play with the yeah, you know, like the guys that you put on the uh no little no, that's, diff- no. that's different. What the hell is I, knock I,
3: hockey? Look it up real quick. Uh, my nephew has has a knock hockey board. I'll bring it to the feast this year. We'll play. We'll have a good time.
2: Oh, I, I, yeah, I've never seen this. I'm not kidding. Oh, you would love it. It was real fun. It was a big thing in the Deary household as kids. Oh, it's <laughs> made by carom. Yeah, I remember the carom board where it like turned into 10 different things, but all the games sucked. That also something i remember seriously it was like
3: shitty bumper pool yeah yeah there was always one kid in your neighborhood that got it for christmas and he was like excited until you started playing the games and you're like i'm not playing mini ping pong (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: yeah well okay i i've never heard of knock hockey that's I apologize, Anthony. I had no idea what that says. Paul Fun says, "OMG." Okay, Paul Fun. And Chad says, "With the break here and the front office able to focus on stuff other than current games, do we hear something about Erod soon?" Nope. You won't hear shit about that because it's a bizarre situation. He, I would, I'm done with him for the season. I would not be picking Erod up. I would not expect him to return at all. Something really fucked up has gone down, and we're gonna hear the story in a year or so. Yep, I agree. It's You're comfortable dropping hell. him? Oh, yeah. He he sits on a couple of waiver wires right now. I'm not picking him up
1: because no, no. I don't even see if he him does, coming back.
3: No, we've heard no news. And even if he does come back, I mean, what's the value he's going to have? I mean, he'd have to build up his arm. I don't think he's working out or throwing right
2: now, but we also have no idea. And we haven't heard anything locally. from. Have you heard anything locally? Because I haven't at all. Nothing. No, nothing. You would usually hear a crappy blogger or something be like, I got the scoop. Like, There's nothing. So you could also make the case that it is bizarre as hell, but you could also make the case that, oh, well, since we haven't heard anything, well, maybe that means he'll show up again soon because you just don't really know, Mike. And I guess you could make that argument, but I don't know why you want to rely on this guy for anything because it's that uncertain. And if you need roster spots, unless you have a huge bench, it's a massive dynasty league. That's different, of course, but we're talking redraft leagues and you have five players on a bench, seven players on a bench. Mm Mm-mm. No Eduardo Rodriguez. No. and That's all I have to say about that. Okay, let's get into business time. That's business time, my friend. That's right. The team has not even been able to reach him. That's correct, Chad. That is a fact. You guys... You guys play some deep ass leagues. I'm looking at these comments on. If you're hearing oh, the audio version, did. there's. Jamie well, says, "Damn, who's another holds love, pitcher I can love, add? I had Matt Strom. People, say, do, do, do people really want to hear about this? Dude, night who's night, the holds night, guy? Dude? To place, I I, mean, I, I, I played a holds league.
1: league.
2: Yeah, you do, but it's not like. Look, probably everybody does except me. But it. I played a holds league. It's true. I do it. I have a couple. I just don't think about it. But they're, they're there. I just don't know how universal they are. That's all. Trying to appeal to the masses. All right, so we wanted to thank a couple of new patrons who signed up. Thank you for being a part thing. of the new I know what you're it's a to podcast say. Patreon, which you guys can sign up for as little as three bones. I want to give a shout out to Colin. Colin, welcome. Colin, why did you sign up? What's the deal, man? Uh, we'd love to hear why. So I don't really ever hear anything. It's just people sign up and then they're just there. It's very bizarre. Bye. Incredibly grateful. So, don't think... Don't get it twisted, as they say. Very much appreciate you signing up for the Plaza Patreon. Uh, put up the rankings on there. My head-to-head rankings. Head-to-head cats, which I don't think we get enough of the head-to-head cat ranking support in this biz. So, I, I think you guys will find that of use. And I just posted them for the Elster break last night. I also have done Secret Stash articles. Toasty! Toasted. Players who are Toasted. My clever way of doing things, of course. And I do Govier's guides, and when I'm really busy, I'll do Govier's tidbits, which is one graphic of, like, ten players from the night's action to give you quick hitters so you don't go hungry, as they say, for information. So there's all kinds of stuff like that and more on the Palazzo Patreon, folks, and we'd love to have you come aboard. So I want to thank Colin for showing up. I want to thank Jay Harris 123 for signing up. Shout out to you, Jay Harris. And shout out to Patrick Gleason. Shout out to you. So those are three of our new newcomers, and you guys can all be part of the action for those three bones. Go to the Palazzo Podcast Twitter feed, 2Ls, two 2Zs. Two Utah, give me two. And then you can also sign up for free for the Discord. We have over 150 members in the Discord dear. It's pretty damn cool. And I don't even do anything anymore. It's just like it auto-runs <laughs> itself with all these people. Yep. Like, I wake up every day, and there's just like 50 or more notifications. People talking about, oh, yeah, what about this guy? Prospect talk, uh, lineup decisions, trade offers. (laughs) It's great. It's
3: incredible. It's self-sustaining. Yeah, I mean, if you want to sit there and read everything that's going on, it's gotten to a point where it's it's very difficult to do.
2: Oh, hell yeah, it is. You know, because there's like 50 channels, too. But beyond that, there's a lot of people, and this is not a knock at
3: all, it. so if anyone's taking this the wrong way, yeah, it's fantastic. So get, get, get in there, man. Get in there. There's something for everybody. I mean, shit, oh, we're talking time. movies, we're talking music. It goes That's
2: beyond right. baseball. Yeah, uh, boy, I posted, yeah, I posted some music. Somebody posted some great music in there. I hadn't heard this, dear. It, it was that Black Sabbath cover by Charles Bradley of Changes. It was so good. I was yeah. like, wow, that is fucking amazing. Yeah, I saw that. Really good. And that's the kind of shit you get. So you get Ben Chase talking about prospects, and you can get a cover you never heard that you're going to lo- fall in love with. You're going to love it. All right. So check out the Discord, guys. It's all free. The Discord is free. It's just a fun place to be. Oh, God. More comments. You guys are on fire. No, no, no. Tell him Alex Lang. Alex Lang of the Tigers is a good reliever. That's right, Chad. Anthony says Freestyle Friday. Govier about to spit fire. Am I? I didn't are we freestyling? Oh yeah. The best reliever in Detroit, Chad says, is Alex Lang. I would actually He's good. And he might be the closer down the road one day. There's a lot he could of talk be
3: the close, he he could be the closer this year. I mean, Fulmer it's the last year of him on his contract, he holds some value. Soto holds some value, and the Tigers need to need to make some type of moves to get some more hitters in this system.
2: Yep. Oh, we got the MLB draft coming up! Who the Tigers take? actually. Spoiler alert, on the MLB mock draft that we did here on the YouTube channel and on all podcast platforms where you can find the Palazzo Podcast, Phil Goyette selected local kid Brock Porter for the Tigers. He was from St. Mary's. He had a little fun with it. But he was available on the board in his draft, so that'd be interesting. Even though Phil admitted that everybody wants Tigers to take a hitter.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Don't take another high school pitcher. They did it last year. Like Jackson Job is probably you know he looks pretty good right now, but shit, he's eighteen. <laughs> We're not gonna see him for four years. <laughs> Take a college hitter, oh, please. Oh
2: boy. Well that Okay, that's fair. You're right. Good call. And that's all I have to say about that. Alright, so thank you to the patrons. You guys make it happen. I wanna thank Darren. Shout out to Darren. Been a big boost to the Discord and He's on tour. He was on tour with these arms of snakes again, doing more of their Western leg of their tour. He's a sound guy. He does really cool stuff. And I really, really, really am glad to meet people like Darren through this show. That's how it happens. It's wild. But it's all real and it's all true. I wanted to make sure you guys read my article on Fantrax HQ every Monday. It's called the Fantasy Baseball Confidential. I was told recently by an unknown, well, a known source who I will not reveal that it got a little too long, that maybe I've gone too far. (laughs) <laughs> and maybe I need to tighten it up a little bit. And, you know, we need editing advice. That's what editors are all there for. They're supposed to be there to tell you, like, hey, uh, maybe cut this out. So I'm, I'm going to work on that. I promise. But you could read it at fantraxhq.com. Plus, a lot of other great people writing over there, like Marty Tallman, of course, Eric Cross. Me and Eric Cross are dominating our tag team lead. We have, like, a 30-point lead, and we're really happy about that. We have John Bertie, so we're going to lose him, but he's already done yeoman's work. I mean, he already did the job by taking us from 14th to 3rd in steals. So, thanks, John. All right, so I think, yeah, i covered all that. YouTube channel. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, of course, MJGovie or CDeery1999. Did you check out Christopher Deary's appearance on The Wire? If you didn't, please go back and check that out because he was outstanding. And I told Deary this. I was listening to the show and I'm like, what? He sounds better on this show than he does on our show. What the hell? I was a little jealous. I admit that. I was like, oh, I don't know if man. that's my fault or your fault. Well, you sound good today. I feel like maybe something's changed or something. I don't know. Maybe an adjustment was made? A miracle? I haven't done anything with my levels or anything. I don't know. Uh, you never sound terrible. It's just you sounded like so much more like you were in my ear and crisp, and I, I appreciated that. So, hey, good job, Adam Hound, Evan Hastings. To those guys on the wire, Did you have a good time with those guys, dearie.
3: Yeah, it was it was great. It was it was a lot of fun. Talk uh, some fab, and you know, talk to talked a lot of Kansas City Royals. Talked a lot of Detroit Tigers. It was a good time. It was funny. I shit all over the Tigers. <laughs> Because, you know, you and I also did the same thing. And then what happened? Like, right after that, the Tigers went on a six-game win streak. And it was, like, kind of exciting. And then they fell apart again. So,
2: Yo, it's always a fluke. They've had two winning streaks this season where people are like, oh, here they come. No. Nope. It's a lie. Now we're make I remember that day at softball, you showed up. And I was like, dude, the Tigers are on a run, dude. This yeah. offense is going to take off.
3: <laughs> I got really mad at way.
2: you. You did. You were. He was vehemently opposed to me saying such ridiculous statements, and, you know, he ended up being right. Although Javi Baez did... He was so bad that he's been a little bit better. Alright, anyways, uh, so the Fantrax article, YouTube channel, can you guys please... We have not had a review on Apple Podcasts in a long time. We're way overdue for a five-star review, so if you please do us a favor, and if you use Spotify at all, and even if you don't use Spotify to listen to us, we do exist on Spotify, and you could change our fortunes. We had another bogus rating, so... We're down to a 4.8 on Spotify, which is kind of terrible, unfortunately. So, I'm asking you right now, please, take a moment and redirect the future of this show on Spotify. Please and thank you. That would be a big help to us. It really would. It would mean the world. So, five-star rating on Spotify, even if you don't use it. And five-star review is needed on Apple. We haven't had one since... 2021, I think. I don't think we've had, or maybe April. No, it was April. We did have one in April 2022, but that's it. We're we're a little dry there. So if you use Apple at all, and again, if you don't use Apple to listen to the show, you can still rate us five-star review by clicking on it, clicking five stars, and then writing something like, Dear and you're really funny. You know, sometimes shows get stale, but these guys always keep it fresh. I strongly recommend that you listen to this show. Ha, 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 Thank you. That'll work. You know, right?
1: I got
3: 70 staff this summer. I should give everybody like a 25 cent raise if they all give five star reviews and write some good stuff about us.
2: Oh, you know what you need to do is just when they come into your office, just say, let me see your phone for a minute and then just do the <laughs> review for them real quick. This is what exactly. I learned from Justin Mason. He told me this story on the show a couple of years ago. He told us this story. He would take the phones of family members at holiday parties or any events he went to and he would five star review his show on everyone's phone. <laughs> that's a great idea. it's a great yeah. it was a great idea. I don't know how he got access, but he did. Yep. Hop All into right. their Venmo, so that's sp-
3: hop into their PayPal, their bank
2: account. <laughs> oh boy, here it is. Uh Chad says the situation Deary mentioned has me really intrigued for fantasy. As the Tigers improve, are they going to roll with Soto and Lang? Or do they try to bring in a premium reliever in the off and push Soto and Lang to the eighth and seventh? What should be a playoff push season next year, dude? You think next year's going to be a playoff push?
3: <laughs> Tigers go after a premium reliever.
2: Do we? Uh, do, do we have a new GM? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn.
2: Boy, Chad? I mean, I I respect you, but you have failed. failed. No way. That is a that's super. That's super optimistic. We're both local Detroiters here, Metro Detroiters. We live in Southeast Michigan, and right now it. You can never predict the future. You can't. You can have a good idea of where they're going, and they don't... Maybe they would go in a more aggressive direction next year, but I doubt it with Chris Illich. I just don't see that happening. But that's if Greg Soto gets traded, along with Michael Fulmer, at the trade deadline. That could change a lot of things. As Star Platinum says here, Soto's going to get traded in the next two weeks. That's very possible. Him and Fulmer could hit the road. So that would lead to an opening next year. But then that would also mean they need to bring somebody in. I just, I'm not sure I see it. That's all. I don't want to get too emotional about this because I don't care that much. But, you know, the Tigers are kind of annoying. It's like hearing this all the time.
1: Ah! Yep. You know I'm what's sad is that.
3: they're going to trade these two guys and they're not going to get anything of value in return in terms of <laughs>
2: There's just no way. <laughs> Wow, dude. Yeah, you're right about that. All right, let's get into leading off. In leading off, we always start with our catch of the day. Good.
0: Our first catch of the day.
2: And today's catch of the day is Estuary Ruiz. Estuary Ruiz was shockingly called up this week to me. I know he's done everything possible in the minor leagues to show you how amazing he's been with the Padres I mean did you are you familiar with the steals totals that Ruiz has put up this season Deary? it's insane it's truly insane it's I'm like I had to do a triple take when I was looking at it the other day I'm like wow this guy has just really been as advertised and he's worthy of being called up and you just don't always get to see these meteoric rises. They don't happen all the time or every season necessarily. And when you steal 60 bases in the minor leagues and it's only July 15th, that's really impressive.
3: These are are Ricky Henderson, Vince Coleman numbers. 60 steals in like, what, 75 games?
2: Yeah. Amazing. It's incredible. So, in fact, I got to tell you, it really, really invigorated me to see the Padres make a move like this because some of the talk about it when he got called up the other day there was misreporting possibly and this got thrown into our discord we caught some of the blowback on this as well because people were posting commentaries from people said ah oh, I got this wrong Ruiz is not getting called up he's just gonna be part of their taxi squad I'm so sorry I can't remember whose name that was on Twitter but he ended up getting called up and then he started and he played in cores this week so he got his big baby oh, what was that? Child, please. Oh, child, please. Yeah, well, that's the wrong one. But you get my point here. I wanted to hit the cores button. Bottom line is, dude is exciting, and I hope that he sticks with them. Because Fernando Tatis is finally getting clearance theory. He's going to be mm-hmm. coming back here soon. Probably back before the end of the month, I think. At the, probably at the earliest, but it could still happen.
3: Yeah, I mean, Ruiz has been able to play in the outfield back near the end of the order, and obviously, you know, Trophar's on the IL with a concussion. Uh, Will Myers still has knee inflammation. He's been out for almost two months now. Mm
2: -hmm. It's time to roll with Ruiz, man. Star Platinum says the classic, you always hear this one, you can't steal first. (laughs) We know that, Star, don't we? I think that's implied. Just in case anybody forgot that, you can't do that. Chad says the division is so, he's going back to this Tigers point. The division is so (laughs) bad, I'm, I'm not sure... They quite make it, but they are getting close. If Torkelson makes a leap, Dingler will have debuted. Mize hopefully makes it back at some point. Casey Mize is not gonna be back till 2024, maybe end of 23. Doubtful.
3: We'll see, see him probably at the end of 23. But also, what has he shown so far? Like, he's just gonna come oh back boy. and miraculously be good. I think Chad just <laughs> wants oh. me to talk about the Tigers and get pissed because that's what happens.
2: Well, Chad says, I mean, look at the O's and the Tigers. We'll be better positioned okay. than they were come next year. Okay. I don't know. That's it. I'm done talking about the Tigers because this is not a show about the Tigers. It's about fantasy baseball. It's a plausible podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Christopher Deary and Michael Govier. Follow us on Twitter. Utah. Plaza Give podcast. me two. Jamie says, hell, Odorizzi isn't playing today. Added him for a stream today. Arr! Did I? Uh, did I? I did that. Are you blaming me for that? Because shit. Oh, I yeah. So streaming pitchers for Friday: Jake Odorizzi, Zach Plesac, and Tyler Wells. Those were my selections. Did I read that wrong? Am I? Did I stone out? Am I fired?
3: Odorizzi, Odorizzi's not going to start till Sunday.
2: Oh shit. Yeah, I feel Urquidy. like I knew that too. Yeah, Urquidy tonight, Verlander tomorrow, and then Odorizzi. Where the hell? I swear I was looking. Boy, yeah, I. That's all on me, Jamie. I owe you an apology. I, I This is what happens when I'm up at like 4.30 in the morning and bleary-eyed. Ugh. No, look, it says Odor easy right here. See? Son of a bitch. I'm on MLB.com right now. Look, I'll show you guys. I'll prove it to you. I just want to make sure people know that this is what happened. So, okay, here it is. Those of you that are listening, you can't see shit, so sorry for that. But look at this. Down here in the lower right-hand corner. I'll even zoom in. This is on MLB? This is MLB.com's... What the right fuck? here. See that? See that?
3: Yeah, Fangraph says I'm starting
2: Sunday. And I... Oh, kn- yeah. yeah, I have him in a couple leagues, it's and I, I put him in my weekly yeah. lineups because I knew he was starting Sunday. So I'm just showing you. Look at this. I don't know why. This is on MLB.com, so get your shit together, MLB. You're making a mistake, and then you made me make mistakes.
3: ESPN also has them starting tonight.
2: See? What the hell? Just want to let you guys know I'm not crazy, okay? And I take responsibility for that. But still, that's bogus. Totally bogus. Okay. So let's move forward and talk about... I guess we got to talk about it. The Plaza Podcast Invitational. I mean...
1: Oh, that's still going on? (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah yeah it is it's uh not It's not good at all so yeah. but we got to give uh props you know this is our league and we never do well in it so that's like a running gag
3: <laughs> two years in a row I-,
2: I don't know if it's this league or i'm just not good at dc's i i feel like i'm not very good at dc's i i have not really done well although last year i think i finished third or second in a cup couple- one or two so I don't know. That could be a cop out, dearie. And I don't not trying to not trying to cop out here. It's just man. Puzzle podcast is being Andrew Poplin's leading. He's got a nice lead here. Brock Miller's in second. Nicholas Mariano is in third. Greg Jewett, who I mentioned earlier, is in fourth. And Charlie Flynn. Oh, Charlie! Congratulations, Charlie's a really really great guy who I met through the Discord and the show. He lives out in Oregon, and Charlie's in fifth. Congratulations, Charlie. Way to make a rise up to the top five. But, uh, yeah, me and Deary, mm, you know. Deary's in 51st, and I'm in 64th.
3: So. Well, it's crazy because it's, I mean, it's a draft and hold, so it's like I don't even look at my team anymore. What's the point?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, if it doesn't go your way, you're right. There's nothing you can do except set yeah. your lineup. All right, there we go. Set my lineup. All right, see you next week. Yeah. It's, it's like
3: simulating. It's like simulating a football season in Tecmo Bowl.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just to just Wait, to see what happens. You just sit there and see the the auto auto through week seventeen. <laughs> just watching scores come through. Scores yep. come through. Scores come through. Uh, uh-huh. We get to the playoffs, please. All right. So, but let's check out Glarf, which is the Great Lakes Area Roto Fantasy League, where Deary still leads. Oh, it's razor thin, though, my friend. It is tight. It's real tight, yo. I mean, Glarf is part of Earth. Remember that? Uh, Just Bob says that Odorizzi was supposed to start today. Okay, so I'm not sure what happened on that. Uh, he's definitely starting today because someone posted in Discord they have him in DFS for tonight. Are you guys talking about Odorizzi? Or, shit, I don't know. I See, this is what happens when I go back in the chat and you guys start talking on the side. Urquidy tonight, Odorizzi over the weekend, maybe. Whatever. You guys figure this out for yourselves because I hate putting out bogus information. And now I feel like that has gone sideways. But I say it once again, MLB.com had easy in there. I just showed it to you in real time. But as far as Glarf, which is a part of Earth, remember, it's 150 players of the finest in the game. Analysts all over the country, 10 different regions, 10 different leagues. And Glarf is just one of them, the Great Lakes area. Deary has held his position as the number one player in Glarf. And he's 17th in the overall contest as we head into All-Star Weekend, that's very impressive, dearie How do you feel about that?
3: Uh, I was feeling really great about my team. I was anywhere from 105 to 100, 107 points for probably the last month and a half, and I have dropped this week to barely over 100 points because I've given up 21 runs in 23 innings this week. 8.22 <laughs> ERA. Yeah. I'll take a guess oh. of some
2: pictures that I had. <laughs> oh, boy. This week? Yeah, Mm. There's the standings, by the way. Deary is got a 0.5 lead over me. Ooh. Yep. Sarah Sanchez, one and a half points out of first. And Jenny Butler. It's close. A couple points after that. The top five. This is a, this is a tough top five with Deary Govier, Sarah Sanchez. Shout out to Sarah. Shout out, shout out to Jenny. Shout out. And shout out to John Fish in the top five. And our buddy from the Rotosaurus and High Stakes Heat, Dave McDonald, our Cleveland buddy, is right behind them. So it's a it's a tight. Because you've got one, you got seven people from 89 points to 100. And then after that, it falls down to 80 where Jake Hallisker's at. So that's interesting. But yeah, who are some of these pitchers who shit the bed this week for you? Let's think about it. Let's see. Hmm. You uh, tweeted about one of them who was just picked up last week. I tweeted about one of them. Uh, I I do so many things. A reliever. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Santana got you, huh? Yeah, Dennis Santana. Eight earned oh, runs. No. That's I, I not right here's
1: a silver bullet.
2: You need a I, beer. That's what you need. Yeah, I need a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, it
3: was ba- it was ba- It was it was basically him. Tony Gonsolin had his first take up of the year with five earned runs. Uh Scoogle gave up four. Burrios gave up three. Uh it's basically it was basically just those guys that gave up runs.
2: Oh man. Look at this though. Matt Olson, three home runs this week. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's starting to heat up. I I tweeted about Corey Seager's been on fire. You got Corey Seager; he's on fire too. Yeah. Wow. Oh, here comes the pitching. There it is. Oh no. Jose Barrios, you got lucky, man. The Phillies were the Phillies were the first Royals. The Phillies were being shit on because they had like five or four or five guys out, maybe six, and then the Royals topped them with ten. Everybody's going to Toronto for these restricted list one offs this season. It's, it's hilarious. And it's crazy because
3: you you don't know till like, the day before they leave who's going to be out.
2: Yeah, that starts to leak out. That's true. So if you're doing a weekly league, you want to hope that your series starts on that Monday when you're setting lineups you have the information because you could get screwed. Uh, But, yeah, Jose Barrios got 13Ks against a team that really sucked. It wasn't out of legit Phillies lineup, but, hey, you'll take it. That's good news. Uh, Tarek Scuba, how do you feel about Scuba right now, man? I'm not giving up on him. Just when I thought he pitched well in Chicago, he comes back and kind of has this crap start. That's not god-awful, but it's not great. I'm not giving up on him, but it's getting really hard for me to keep my respect out in public.
3: Yeah, it's similar to what I saw a lot from him last year. It was just like... You know, last year he couldn't stay away from the home home run ball. And, you know, he's gotten bit by that a little bit in the last couple of weeks where he seems to give up a home run almost every single start. I mean, there was – I think it's seven seven out of his last nine starts he's given up a home run. Um, you know, the walk kind of bit him a few times, you know, against Kansas City, against San Francisco. Uh, I still like him. I mean, the the talent is still there. I think he's getting a little unlucky with the strike zone as well. Um, but I, I'm holding firm that he's going to have a, a good second half. I mean, the other the other boy, day, Blue! the other the other day, he struck uh, a royal out. Uh, he hit, he hit 100 on the clock. It was the, the fastest pitch he had ever thrown. I did not know he even had that in him, but he was hitting 99 100 the other night.
2: Wow, really? Okay, well, so he's still your boy. You're my boy, Blue. That's good news. I like to hear that. But some people are saying that you know maybe he's not what you thought he was. Maybe he's more, I'm the
0: trash man. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: My favorite Always Sunny episode.
2: Oh, so good. Yes, that is the best word. Danny DeVito plays the trash man. I'm the trash man. All right, so we, Gonsolin, you got to be worried too because everybody who thinks they know everything are saying that Tony Gonsolin is going to have a, a shit second half because a lot of the peripherals are... he's. You know, he's, he can't be a 1.58 ERA guy the rest of the year. So that's yeah. got to concern you a little bit, just because that's how life works. So. And Joe yeah, Barlow's on the I.L. Yeah,
3: yeah, he was due for one,
2: so, yep. The staff's in trouble, actually, because Joe Barlow's on the I.L., and Dennis Santana was the wrong guy. Clearly, Brett Martin's the closer. But you still got <laughs> Sandoval, you've been right about. Sandoval's had a great season. He still has an ERA under three. Which is very yeah, impressive. Yeah, I
3: I I need Barrios to start putting up games. Like uh, two of his last three starts have been pretty good. I mean, it, it oh! can't get any worse than that first half. <laughs> Martin
2: Perez on the bench with a beauty. Yeah. I can't blame you for that, dude. I I yeah. would be I'd be afraid to start Martin Perez right now. I would.
3: I'm terrified every time. I'm like, there's no way he's doing this this year. But he just continues to roll out amazing starts.
2: Well, look at this line though. He did have a 1.4 ER uh, WHIP in that outing. He struck out nine, got the win in five innings, didn't give up a lot of earned runs, but the WHIP is high. Getting out of jams. Getting out of jams. All right, there it is. So Deary is the one to beat right now. We're all cruising for you, Deery. We're coming for you. And right now, it's so tight. It's even Deary knows he has no. We have no idea who's going to win this league. I could I mean, end six, up in fifth. Easy. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Six different people could win this league at least right now. So that's Glarf. We're talking about Glarf. I love Glarf. I hope you guys love Glarf. And we're talking live on the Palazzo Podcast. Uh, it's two L's, two Z's. Yep, that hasn't changed. Utah. And Give me C. Deary. Follow MJ Gobier. C. Deary 1999. Let's talk about, you know, Deary. Sometimes players go away. and They don't come back for a while. That's just life, man. Sometimes we lose people. They come out of your life, then they come back in. You never know. But... That's right. Time to say bye-bye-bye. This is going to be a heavy Royals edition.
3: Ten Royals! (laughs) Bye. See ya.
2: A lot of Royals said goodbye. Uh, Obviously, with this four-game series in Toronto. Brady Singer... Whit Merrifield. Let's talk about Whit Merrifield. So apparently a lot of people are giving him shit because he said if the team was better, he would have got vaxxed. Which oh, did, I commend. did he really? That's essentially uh, what the words that came out of his, wow. his response. Yeah. But I commend him for being honest. First off, I want honesty, and I love the honesty. If the team was better, I'd get vaxxed. And... The team has let him down. Whit Merrifield has not let anyone down. He's played his ass off the last few years. It's not Whit Merrifield's fault the Royals sucked, is it? No. No, the I front mean, office it's... and their player development has been shit. Yeah. On the pitching side in particular. Yeah. It has. That's that's just a bottom line. Shout out garbage pitching development for the Royals. <laughs> Very fortunately... <laughs> Could be worse, frankly. Look, Whit Merrifield. I, I don't even want to do like the Vax debate. That's not what this is. It's just about you get paid to, to play a game, and he's losing money. If you're on the restricted list, in case you didn't know, you don't get paid, so you're not getting the paycheck. I think JT Real Muto gave up two hundred sixty thousand dollars by missing the series in Toronto earlier this week. So there's a monetary price that's paid, and. If Whit Merrifield feels like, you know what, it's not worth it to me, and this team doesn't show the same initiative that I've shown, I can feel it's not about the fans. It's about the team itself. There might be a riff there where Whit Merrifield honestly feels like, you know what, I just don't think this team is feeling me. They don't really support me, and they have not held up their end of the deal. I'm in the twilight. I'm in my 30s. I'm getting towards the later part of my career, and it might be time to move on.
3: You know, I... Yeah, I feel bad for him because he's been his whole career there, and they have some nice, promising young bats in the lineup. Oliveris and Witt. Obviously, Vinnie P is up. We get to see Nick Prado this weekend with all the guys out. But when your big signing in the offseason on the mound is a 38-year-old Zach Grinke, like what are you showing your team there?
2: <laughs> That's funny. That's a good point. Uh, by the way, Dayton Moore was pissed. He's disgusted with Whit Merrifield's comments, and... So you're going
3: to try to trade him now.
2: Well, this is the other thing, though. So now you just went into another part of this whole realm of the restricted list and players sitting out. Guys like Andrew Benintendi, who are not available, who's been a hot name for trade prospects, can't go to the place. He can't go to an entire division like the AL East because they got to go to Toronto and play crucial games. So he's out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Something to think about. It's pretty wild. Uh, Star Platinum says, get Nicky Lopez out of your lineup. Yep, that's smart. Good call. Uh, (laughs) Manoa at KC, maybe. Uh, I don't know what that means, but that sounds like fun. You guys are having your own side conversations. Is that what this is? God damn it. Chad says, Dayton Moore is disgusted because Benintendi, Michael A. Taylor, and Witt are now worth a ham sandwich. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you're right about that. That's funny. It does hurt the value and the trade opportunities. That's going to be... A huge part of the story. In fact, for the front office, they gotta be furious. They gotta be pissed because now they can't get most out of the entire league that they could hope to get. They're gonna be limited a bit now. And hey, it sucks, but that's the way it is.
1: It's pre-
2: it's pretty ridiculous
3: though. <laughs> it really is. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like what contact oh. are they? Ha- like it's it makes no it really makes no sense.
2: Like yeah, they, think your... gonna, they think they're going to die? I mean, they're super yeah. athletes. They're pampered. They've got the best medical care in the world.
3: Yeah, I, I don't understand. Are they going to get the whole Blue Jays organization and all their fans COVID?
2: It's just I don't know. it's it's, a... it's, it's, it's kind of wacky to me. That's a good question. That's a fair question. Uh, Juan Yapez breaking news to the IL with a right forearm Ooh. strain. Oh, that's too bad, Juan. I love you so much. You've been a great player, but that's life. You know, you can't win them all. <laughs> Swap says uh, he said if he was traded to another team he could get, be convinced to get vaxxed. Yeah, Witt would be convinced to get vax. That's true. So it's, it's not like he's totally against it. It's just it's just funny. Gosselin is over his career high in innings already. That's Good something point. to keep an eye on. That's that's bad. Chad says, but let's be real. How grim is it in 2022 <laughs> that Michael a, Michael A. Taylor is a hot trade commodity? That's just that's an oxymoron. So. Uh, All right. Oh, talking DFS in the chat. Yeah, you guys can talk whatever you want in the live chat and we'll post your comments if it makes sense or relevant to our conversation here. Uh, Yeah, so the restricted list, chaos for the Royals, great opportunities for guys like Nate Eaton, who had his first career home run last night, and Nick Prado, who got his surprise debut a little sooner than I've been waiting for it, so I was glad to see him come up. I'm actually more into Prado than I am Vinny Pasquantino. I know Vinny gets all the love and he's a Twitter darling, but Nick Prado's a guy I like a little bit more, especially in OBP leagues. This guy could be a rock solid left-handed first baseman who walks and he'll be around in the league for 15 years. It's very possible.
3: Yeah, it's tough because Prado was injured to start the season and then just kind of got off to a slow start. And obviously Vinny P was just rock solid on fire. So he got the call first, but I I like Prado in the long run a little more too.
2: Ah, Okay, cool. I like that. I like hearing that. That's good news. Victory lap certified. Uh Luis Severino, he left his start for the Yankees. Things didn't go his way. I don't know how serious it is, but you know what that means. You know what lats are. Oh, it's a lat. Yeah. Oh, that is serious. That's devastating. I thought was, you I thought it was a shoulder, though. Is lats on the shoulder? Am I a moron?
3: Uh, I don't know. I thought the lat was like, wasn't the isn't the lat your side?
2: I thought the, the oblique for sure, yeah. But I thought the lat could be part of the side as well. And I saw that it was, uh, you're right. So you're probably like ahead of things. Up, I originally, like the, originally, I, I saw it, a shoulder issue.
3: It's like the upper, upper back. So it's like, I'm looking it up right oh, now. Oh, that makes sense.
2: <laughs> so it's kind of in like the a, shoulder area too. That makes Yeah, sense. like behind like behind your ribs. Yep, Just Bob says drop Sevy. Wow, okay, that's hardcore. Uh, Lad is your back, says Star Platinum. Thank you, Star Platinum. Appreciate that. Also, oh, Chad wants to do this, so he does this. I feel like you bring Jordan Walker up every show. Is it Jordan Walker time with you Pez down? No, the Cardinals have a million players. You gotta calm <laughs> down, Chad. I, Chad, I know you're excited about Jordan Walker, but Jordan Walker, Jordan let's Walker, slow Jordan down. Walker. Easy, easy.
3: Has he made the leap. I'm to excited AAA? about Jordan
2: Walker? Yeah. I don't he's think so. Double, I think he's still, in, still double a. in double A. Yeah. Chad would definitely let us know. But with Sevi now, so this means Domingo Herman season is gonna probably show up soon. I Domingo Herman's gonna make one more start in Triple A, but I assume after the all-star break, Domingo Herman is gonna be in the rotation. And you know, he's he's not a guy I've ever loved. I'm not a guy I've ever heavily rostered. No. But he is serviceable. He can get some strikeouts if you're in K-9 leagues or strikeout-focused pitcher and need a guy to bump up your Ks. Domingo Herman's someone to target, but the ratios might suffer a bit. But he's not terrible. He also got busted for PEDs a while back, so I'm not really sure who he is even at this point. It's kind of up in the air. Domingo Herman He could
3: sn- he snag some wins for you because he plays for the Yankees.
2: That's true. I mean, this, okay. this
3: all sets up for the Yankees probably to go out and get a starter
2: in a trade. Yes, sir. Oh, man. We love the Yankees, don't we, dearie? We love supporting them. It's important <laughs> to us. That's right. I actually heard from a really nice Yankees fan. Uh, oh, my wife called last you? Last night.
1: <laughs> what? I said, no. oh, my, my wife called you? <laughs> no.
2: Yeah, she's a really nice Yankees fan. That's true. But actually, a guy on Twitter, which you would not expect, and he said something very nice about the show and that he was talking about baseball and he seemed very reasonable. So when I run into these reasonable Yankee fans, <laughs> it's refreshing. It really is. It's like, oh, OK, good to know you, my friend, because that doesn't always happen. Uh, yeah, Stephen. Wow. This is Stephen Bazzi Calupo. What a fucking name <laughs> that is.
3: Bazzi Calupo. Oh, that's beautiful.
2: That's, uh, that's, seriously, that's Steven Bazzicolupo, a big Yankees fan, but I also love prospects and young players, which is why I love Nate Eaton and Kyle Isbell. My goal is to have a favorite player on every team except the Astros and the Red Sox because as a Yankees fan, I don't like those two teams. And you know what, Kalupo I understand that. I truly do.
3: Does he Thank side you. with Sonny Red or Sonny Black?
2: <laughs> you know, that that is a great question. I'd like to get to the bottom of that because... You know, there's a lot of people who say you know, Sonny Black, is a late, he's a scumbag, you know. He never did anything. He never appreciated what Lefty did for him in the can. Kind of shitty, you know. I know that Sonny Red was never a fan of Sonny Black and his crew. They always looked down on them because they were scumbag Brooklynites, but I don't know. Sonny I'm, Red, I'm Sonny Black. Yeah, Sonny Red, Sonny Black. I know uh, Sonny Red's son Bruno was a douchebag. That I do know. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. It's very, very obvious to me, right?
3: My favorite part is when uh, Pacino's just huffing cigarettes and they're on the they're on the bridge. And, like, and Depp puts down the window. He goes, what are you doing, man? I'm going to get a cold. <laughs> <laughs> you get the draft Donnie, you what are you? Doing. You want to fucking kill me with that draft, Donnie?
2: Yeah, it's so funny. Every time he rolls down the window, no matter what, while he's puffing away on <laughs> got, smokes. A uh,
3: hot box.
1: <laughs> this is a friend of mine
2: oh it's so funny <laughs> alright we're live on the Plotso Podcast it's time to talk about I haven't done this bit in a minute it's good to have it back alright yeah no PEDs domestic abuse even worse sorry Make her mind Got that one wrong. That's my As bad, I guys.
0: That
2: goal, It's actually worse. So. Can you, my
0: heart, that I
2: to I you that I'm say it? Okay, they're gonna kick us off YouTube. We keep playing this. Uh, <laughs> okay, thank God, transaction just went out. No Paul DeYoung. It's the return of Lars Newt Bar season. I told you. See? Newt Bar. The Cardinals bar have too down. many guys, Chad. Juan Lopez goes out. Jordan Walker's way down the trough. Got Newt Bar and all these middle-of-the-road, like, not terrible players. But above Quad A guys, but not quite elite enough to make a huge difference. I, I don't know. Maybe Lars Newt. Maybe the problem we're in, in St. Louis is there's a lot of guys who don't get enough consistent playing time. So that's an issue. Uh, Dakota Hudson on the I.L. Man, we get a lot of moves coming up here before the weekend. Just in time. That's why I like doing this Friday show. We get a lot of the news. But, dearie, one of the biggest pieces of news this weekend is that Max Meyer will finally make his MLB debut. <laughs> People are coming in their pants all over the country, across the world. They're so <laughs> excited for Max Meyer's arrival. It's been a long time coming. I, I picked him
3: up, uh, I don't know, like two months ago in one of my redraft leagues. So did I. I. I just I couldn't hold on to him. I didn't have room for him anymore. Um, and, of course, he, he got, got scooped, injured. He got scooped up last week uh, by somebody. He had an
2: ulnar issue that freaked me out. I'm like, oh, he's not coming back. Yeah. But here he is. He has arrived. So you're not that excited, I guess, huh?
3: Oh no, of course I am, man. This guy's a big time prospect. I'm I'm trying to look at what he's done over his last couple starts here.
2: Oh, well, in the minor leagues, he's given them what they wanted to see. And with Trevor Rogers being such a mystery, an enigma wrapped in a riddle, they said, Hey, let's give Meyer a shot before the All Star Break here. Why not? Yeah.
3: And I mean, you look at uh, Myers' last two starts before he did get injured. It's those were his two worst starts. He gave up six runs and eight runs. Then he goes on the IL. He's out for a month. And since he's been back, he's been really good. Uh,
2: Star Platinum wants to know what movie was that we were talking about? Donnie Brasco. That's right, Donnie Brasco. Uh, Zach Thompson called up says Chad. Oh, Chad. See, Chad has all these guys that he talks about on the show. <laughs> that when they get this is a big bone for you actually congratulations chad that top has been called up i know you've been waiting on this i think this is the guy that you said was going to be the closer for the nationals or am i getting that wrong let me know either way Uh, isn't there someone on discord always talking about him maybe yeah maybe that's what it was you hear so many names Uh, i have Meyer and degram on my bench in one of my mains wow that could be a huge boost for your main event star platinum in the second half, because uh, Jacob Degrom speaking of return to the Mac tier, he's getting close. Any day now, right after the All Star I mean, break, I think he's about ready to do it. Uh, I, I I thought that it would be a lost season, but if he is himself, if all of this rest worked out and he's pitched well in his Triple A and minor league rehab starts, then. I'm gonna I'm gonna look a little foolish underground, a little foolish. So, all right. So there's that. Okay, there's a lot of other guys that'll be coming back, but I want to get to the rest of the show here before we get out of here. So it's time for the I'm the Trash Man. No, not the Trash Man. That was a joke. <laughs> it's time for Plaza Podcast All Star Break Awards. It's the All Star Break Report, and we are going to give it to you straight. We've got a bunch of categories we got to get to we've got a lot of announcements we're very excited about so we don't want to waste your time it's time to get right into it deary we're going yes. to go right right off the bat we're going to the first category is biggest surprise hitter now before we get to that make sure you guys get prepared because here it comes stand by we're live at the plazzo podcast all-star break awards
0: ladies and gentlemen Are you
2: ready? Yeah, I'm ready. That's scary. That's not exactly what I thought that was going to (laughs) be. That was a little different than I thought it was going to be. I got to be honest about that. (laughs) I had an idea that it would be something like this. So here we go. And now it's time for the Biggest Surprise Hitter Award winner. And the winner is... What do you got, Derek? I actually have Brandon
3: Drury from the Reds. I mean, this guy's got 18 home runs, 55 runs. 18 home runs, 55 runs, 51 RBIs, bet 279. Uh, and he looks like a great trade chip right now for the Reds. I mean, he huge fantasy boost for a lot of people. Career high in all three of those categories already. He's even swiped a couple bags career walk rate has always been bad it's up to seven percent he's not striking out a ton it's the perfect ballpark for him to be in so him going over to Cincinnati has been great and so my biggest surprise is Brandon Drury I have zero shares of him
2: Uh, I don't have any Brandon Drury and I know people are still holding on to him saying hey do not bail because I've been telling people to bail over the last two weeks because this can't last forever but you're making a great call in there that is a solid call Uh, I would like to try this one The winner is... For me, it's Taylor Ward of the Angels. Yep. Taylor Ward was not talked about many, many. Of course, shout out to Joe Gentile, who is known as the Taylor Ward truther or the whisperer. But I know he's had some injuries recently, and it hasn't gone great after the tear that he went on to start this season when he got the call and he just came on the scene and became the leadoff guy. And the Angels, before their awful... Awful winning streak, which cost them Joe Madden, and really their season just fell apart after after that streak. It sucks because Otani's so good and Trout and but they still don't have the parts. But the one extra part they do have now is Taylor Ward. And I I just I hadn't heard anybody talk about him. So when I dove into the numbers, I'm like, shit, this guy is totally for real. Some of the stuff he did in the minor leagues. There's some really great efforts, especially 2019 AAA, because he's 28 years old now, dearie. He's not a child, right? Mm-hmm. He's been around. But in that season of 2019 AAA, 27 home runs. He scored 100 runs. He hit 300 with a 427 OBP. Oh, man, he, only, he struck out less than 20% of the time with a 16% walk rate that season. Even with inflated AAA numbers that do happen, that was impressive. And, you know, he had a cup of coffees. In 2018, he made his MLB debut. So the fact that he came up, went back down, came up again the next season, still didn't quite show the promise that he finally showed this time, which is a you know, 14% walk rate. He's played in 66 games, 280 played appearances, and he's hitting almost 300 with almost a 400 OVP and a five. You know, that's a three-four-five slash line. That's what you want, man. So kudos to Taylor Ward, a surprising hitter to be sure. Ah, uh, Chad wants to know: Is it cheating if I say CJ Crone? Ah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that's a surprise because people talked about him going to Coors, Coors a lot. Yeah, right, right, dearie.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's maybe been better than some of the expectations that people had, but I wouldn't say it's a surprise, especially about, considering yeah. considering like where he was drafted. Look at where you know Taylor Ward was drafted or Brandon
2: Brandon. Right. G. Some of those
3: guys weren't even drafted, especially in twelve teamers.
2: That's a good call. Uh, what about Jeremy Pena? That's a. There was some hype around him, though. That's still it's a decent call. Like he's outperformed what we would expect from a rookie, right? But uh, he could possibly be a nomination. You agree? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> deary, what the hell's going on, deary? Are you still here? What? <laughs> you got to be somewhere. Yeah. No,
3: no, I'm good. I'm I'm here all weekend.
2: Okay, sure. I just want to make sure. It seems like you got one foot out the door, and that's why I asked. <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Christina's right. not home yet. We're we're okay.
1: Hey, we, got, I'm we, got, right. we got a while.
2: Okay, so the next category. <laughs> we're going to go to the manager who screwed us the most in fantasy. Now, this is an easy <laughs> one, I think. So, is it?
1: And the winner is. Um, yeah.
2: Oh, unless you have a. Who's yours? Myself. <laughs> oh Gary! <laughs> <I'm eerie. laughs> so for winner, the manager who screwed himself the most in fantasy. That is a fresh take on this award. Well done, sir. Well done. I didn't see that so, coming.
3: So this deck was created like 10 minutes before the show. And I like, wow, I dude. Four or five minutes to just kind of look it over really quick and see guys off the top of my head. So I don't know if you're talking like MLB manager, fantasy manager. Oh. I took it as fantasy manager and there's two leagues where I just completely shit the bed this year, and it's the TGFBI and the Plazo podcast. When you draft guys like Barrios, Castellanos, Jared Walsh, Ian Anderson, Herman Marquez, Candelario, and then you go with guys that just have been injured like Casey Mize and Jesus Lisardo, like you're just not going to do well in some of these leagues.
2: Wow, well, I Vidal the Brujan
3: honest- was drafted. I mean, I, <laughs> a couple of leagues I'm doing really well in, but man, like it's there, some of these 15 teamers where I'm like. 13th, 14th this is really embarrassing.
2: <laughs> the Lifetime Achievement Award, says Chad. Congratulations. Okay, wow. This isn't a yearly award for this guy. Are you Chad is talking about himself or Deary, because that's pretty harsh. Deary knows how to play the game. Sometimes things don't go your way. But I appreciate that type of honesty, guys. I really do. Uh, obviously, you
1: know. I'm the winner is.
2: In MLB, it's totally Tony the Russa. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Oh, the guy you're about to say, Govia Yes. Yeah, you called it, Chad. That's right. Tola Russa, the MVP manager. Ooh. He the most fantasy, especially with the lineup manipulation, uh, the lack of steals for some of the guys on the White Sox. It's an easy call, and he's a big, big target that we all love to shit on. And by the way, Deary, uh, we did mention this. Charlie Montoya got fired this week, and that yeah. really surprised me. I agree. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. And we were doing the MLB mock draft that day when somebody mentioned it in the live chat. And I said, wow, I thought he was – I know they had a – they got swept in Seattle last week in a four-game series. That hurt. But they must know something on the inside where they're like, we have to make this change now because we want to still make the playoffs. And don't forget, dearie, also we have the wild card set up. There's mm-hmm. another extra spot. There's three wild card spots now
3: it's it's just so interesting because they're they're 47 and 43 and you know they're in the hunt for the wild card obviously they're out of it in the east but that's just because the yankees are like 90 games above 500 but it's surprising to see a you know team that is in the race and doing you know pretty well you know they're probably have regressed a little bit to what people thought they would do this year but i mean they're right in it and i think if the playoffs started today they're they're in
2: yeah that's a fair point i gotta tell you that (laughs) Chad says here I heard a report that the locker room had divided on him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Bit. I wouldn't be surprised to hear that at all. Okay. Next award here on the Plaza Podcast All-Star Break Awards. It's time for best newcomer. For me, best newcomer in 2022. I don't know how it's not Spencer Strider. That deserves it. Matt Brash was what a lot of people thought maybe would be the best newcomer to start the season. But he might be the winner of a different award. We'll show you shortly. But Spencer Strider deserves the best newcomer. He came on the scene, made the opening day roster, was used in bit of a long relief that was spread out over five to six day periods initially. And then eventually he was used as a starter at the end of may and he has taken off from there. He doesn't go deep into games, but he gives you, he struck out nine guys in a row to start a game recently. That's it. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, I I just think it's Spencer Strider. Maybe there's some other possibilities. You guys could throw them in the chat, but that's my guy. Uh,
3: It was the guy that I had as well. I mean, obviously like, uh, the obvious answer, if you're talking like rookie of the year, it's like, you know, Bobby Witt Jr. or Julio Rodriguez. But the reason it's Spencer Strider is because this is not something that we saw. Um, and I, everybody was just waiting for him to get a spot in the rotation because he was so good out of the bullpen. And, you know, he's had an 11 game, 11 strikeout game, a 12 strikeout game two actually two eleven 11 strikeout games. He's He's been fantastic. Uh, you know, even the games where he's walked three guys or four guys, like he's able to get out of jams. Uh, doesn't give up the home run, and, you know, a guy throws 98. He's really, really impressive.
2: Yeah, best newcomer. You, I mean, you can make the case for Julio Rodriguez, of course. In fact, I mean, but I think newcomer is somebody who kind of comes on the scene like you just eloquently described here. You're right. We knew about Witt and Julio Rodriguez, and it's a bit of a, a, a curveball, if you will. Hello from Spencer Strider. Uh, all right, let's uh, bounce around here. Let's try the player. People wasted the most fab money on this year. Who will be the player? Of the people wasted the most fab money on this year. And the winner is. Uh, for me, the biggest waste of fab money is probably Josh Lowe. Yeah. Josh Lowe had <laughs> he had so much hype, and people were excited, especially with that trade with our Bozo Tigers where Austin Meadows came here, and it actually, I mean, what a shame. Meadows dominating here ever since he's been traded. Go Tigers. No, that's <laughs> not the case at all. Austin Meadows is, uh, he has got he's sick, and he's got vertigo issues. They're not saying that now. Now they're saying tequila stuff, but it's something seriously wrong there, and it's real sad. But Josh Lowe is supposed to be a, dong threat a steals threat and he got sent back down and i remember in my league in my main event league i think we talked about this on the show Deary. somebody spent 555 dollars on yeah. flow that day
3: yeah i saw a lot of bids upwards to two fit up from 250 up
2: yep uh anybody else Deary? do you have another guy you'd like to throw in your um, head with you know, if you would have asked me at the end
3: of May, maybe it would have been Stephen Kwan after he had an amazing March and April because he just had a <laughs> horrid May. Uh, he did bat 341 in June, um, but he's not really giving you anything else besides base hits.
2: Good call. Yeah, that's that's a solid call, too. And also, I, I said earlier, uh, Matt Brash. People spent sure. a lot of money on Matt Brash right off the bat, and he just disappeared immediately. So he would also be in contention for this award. Uh, some of you guys uh, say Max Muncie. Max Muncy. Oh, Uh, Eloy, if when Eloy got hurt and a lot of people let him go and then they spent big money when he he came back recently, only to get hurt again after about seven games, Jerry. So, yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Uh, Chad says, I'm going to assume uh, I'm going Martin Perez, assuming the blow up happens because the money is still being spent. I don't know if that fits the profile here. Am I crazy? I don't understand the question. (laughs) <laughs> the, the category uh, is the player people wasted their most fab money on. So if Martin Perez, he can't fit that role because he was picked. No, up for because he,
3: he yeah, because he and he's been so impressive. So it's like what you're getting from him now. Like, you know, some of the other like low, you got nothing from.
2: Oh, Chad saying Perez will bottom out. Well, yeah, of course he will. But nobody spent big money on Perez. I oh, God, I hope they didn't, but maybe they did. Or maybe uh,
3: maybe but they saw also- what he did and. It also could still be worth it. You know, you got two months of really good Martin Perez.
2: Uh, okay, that's fair. All right, we're doing the Palazzo Podcast All-Star Break Awards. We just did Josh Lowe. and poor Josh Lowe. He's still in MLB, though, trying to do his best. He was the player who a lot of people wasted the most fab money on. We've had the manager who screwed us. That was Tony La Russa, best newcomer, biggest surprise hitter. Taylor Ward was mentioned, of course. Uh, Deary's Choice, who I've already forgotten because I'm trying to think of 40 things at once. Who's was your biggest <laughs> surprise hitter? I can't remember now. Brandon Drury. Oh, Brandon Drury. Yeah, I'm going to forget that. That's why I, I don't think of Brandon Drury. That's why he's not in my head. That makes more sense. Let's go next to a category. This is the easy one, and I just want to make it obvious. Uh, this one's called Worst Start by a Player with a New Team. Worst start by a player with a new team. Give you a little teaser. Go Tigers!
1: <laughs> I'm the winner is.
2: Winner is who, dearie?
3: Javier Baez. There
2: it is. Ding, bang, boom! Javier Baez. I had to do it. I had to get it on, man. I had to.
3: Can I, Can I throw somebody else in there?
2: Oh hell yeah, please.
3: How about Nick Castellanos? Nick Nick Castellanos has a career worst 296 OBP. He only has eight home runs. He also hasn't hit a home run in his, he's hit one home run in his last 40 games. Um, He's been awful against sliders, his worst swinging strike rate of his career and his worst hard hit rate of his career as well. He's been, he's been
2: bad. Wow. Okay. I like it, dear. This is a great call. That's, that's absolutely legitimate. You have failed. Castellanos, you have failed miserably. And two former Tigers, one current Tiger, a former Tiger. So it's a Tiger-centric category. But the new player on a new team who shit the bed the most to start the season, Javi jo... Baez and Nick Castellanos. I like both of those players. You guys have any other winners? Oh, Jesse Winker. That's a good one. Okay. Good call, Star Platinum. I can get on board with that. Winker. It's starting had, to come up-
3: He's been coming around though. He hit a couple of home runs the other day when he came back from his suspension. I actually like Winker in the second half, and I think you do too, Mike.
2: Oh hell yeah! Yeah, we're actually blowing up some of our possible awards here coming up. It's Jared Ickov. Ha ha! That's very <laughs> funny, Chad. Very very. F- <laughs> One start, ten earned runs, and done with the Pirates. That's pretty bad. You're right. We're just kind of looking for a larger impact of awfulness. And
1: that's what. That's what <laughs> Baez is out the- there.
2: I, I He's out there still. Well, Javi Baez signed a big contract, and that happens. And I thought he really would be motivated by the out after two years to play well. But even if he was motivated, it just didn't go that way. But who's... I wanted to ask you about this because we talked about... I was on a show recently. I forgot to mention this shit. I was on the Inside Podcast this week with two awesome dudes named Scotty and Mike. One's a Canadian. One's an American. And... when We talked about Miguel Cabrera's fantasy legacy and all that, and it was interesting. Hmm. We also did an AL Central prospect draft, so check that out. Check out the Inside podcast, guys. Follow them on Twitter. at BDL Inside, I believe. But I wonder, Deary, do you see that Miguel Cabrera is having a negative impact on the team? And that's part of why they struggle. I'm talking about his presence mm. um, in the locker room, and they're trying to go in a new direction. And he he demands a lot. I mean, he's rightfully so. He's a Hall of Famer with a big ego. Who he's got to know within inside of himself that he's not. He knows he's not the same player that he was. But maybe he really doesn't know that, and he's not outwardly projecting that, and that causes confusion. Think about the day to day operations of a clubhouse, Deary, and all that shit. Do you, do you think there's anything there or is that just totally, who knows?
3: I, I don't think the day to day, I think he is a positive impact in the locker room. I mean, he's revered. A lot of players really like him. I think what really hurts is sure. He's batting 295, but he's a singles hitter who bats third, fourth or fifth on your, in your lineup. Like this guy should be batting seventh or eighth where he would serve better for your lineup. Like you need to have guys that hit home runs and have extra base power. And, and the, the middle of the lineup. I mean, I guess in the end, it doesn't matter because no one else can get on base in front of him. So he's just hitting these, you know, crappy singles. And yeah, when he's on the base, do you really think,
2: Hey, you think AJ Hinch chooses to hit him third or fourth? I have to think he demands that. No way he chooses that. That's what I'm thinking about too.
3: Yeah. I mean, if he's, if he's smart, he'd be like, okay, here's my seven hole hitter. Here's my eight hole hitter. But also, like he, like he, he makes the most contact of anybody on that team. He has the highest batting average on the team. He does.
2: It's all empty shit, though. It is. It is. Can't move. I know he. <laughs> I know he stole a base recently. Whoa!
3: Yeah, because they threw it in the outfield. <laughs> he was gonna be out. <laughs> yeah. And the problem is, like, we're he's not going anywhere. He's gonna be here next year. I know.
2: That's what I talked about on the inside podcast. and I, was- and I think.
3: We're gonna see it. I, I think next year we see it where he he struggles to hit two forty. I I think it's just it's bound to happen. I mean he's gotten really lucky with some of the base hits he's had this year.
1: Hmm.
2: Well, the guys on the inside podcast were under the assumption that oh yeah this is a farewell season for him because he's going to the All Star game because this new no. legacy thing which is a new option by the commissioner to add two old timers to the All Star game. But I told the guys the guys no way he's not. He has yeah. another year in a contract, and there is no plans for him to go away. This is not the farewell season.
3: Yeah, and I still think he wants to climb up some of those ranks in terms of hits. And I don't know if he'll hit another home run again, but.
2: <laughs> Star Platinum says, I think they would idolize Miggy because he's a living legend. Yeah. He's batting 300. Look at the rest of the team. Yeah, but it's not, that's surface stats. You know that. You got to look at, there's no run production there. It's just a bunch of singles. Like how many of his hits are singles? Yeah. There's no OPS. power there. It's low. It's like seven hundred at best. I feel like. Yeah, I'm gonna bring it up. I think it's low, especially for the three four hitter. It needs to be somebody who can produce more than that. I know Six, other players around him have stunk.
3: Six seventy nine. It's actually See? the worst of. It's actually the worst of his career. And he's yeah. batting two And he's batting two ninety.
2: Boom! There it is. Uh, he's betting three. Okay, yeah, we covered that three hundred. My thing with Baez is it isn't exactly that far off from the mediocre level he was at for the end of his Cubs tenure. Okay. Well, maybe uh, maybe I held him in too high of esteem. Maybe I, I, I blew it. It's fair to say that. Uh, Profar activated. Trout out. Eloy out for the weekend. Profar's back already? I thought he was going to be out longer with that concussion. Yeah, he had a concussion. violent collision with CJ Abrams.
3: It's been, what, a week?
2: Wow. Yeah, it was last Friday, Saturday. And it was like literally a week ago, and he went on the seven-day I.L. So I did not expect him to come off immediately. That's great news, but someone's got to go. Someone's, who got, is Ruiz out now? Oh,
3: yeah. Or is Profar's, he staying? Or is somebody... Profar's in the lineup tonight. He's batting the leadoff.
2: Well, he'd been playing well before that happened, too, so I'm not surprised to hear that.
3: Yeah, what, is Ruiz, Ruiz going Ruiz, back to the minors? Ruiz is, uh, he's
2: on the bench. He's still up. Hmm. Oh, somebody had to go. I wonder if they got a pitcher. Like, Nick Martinez went on the I.L.? Is that possible? I don't Anyways, you guys could all find this stuff out in real time. I don't need to spitball on it. All right, we're doing the All-Star Break Awards here. We'll do a couple more, and then we'll call it a day. And, yes, Deary is right. I threw all of this on him, like, right before he got home from work, <laughs> and we started the show. So it's poor preparation. And, you know, it's just not acceptable. It's, we just got to be honest about it. But knowing that, you might actually be somewhat impressed with the work we're doing right now. So just saying. It's not terrible. Not all of these categories <laughs> in the... It's not terrible. It's not. Well, the winners it's, it's, we've chosen makes sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, let's try this one. This is a fun one. It's time for... Oh, yeah. That would make sense for another category. Not this one, though, of course. It's time for the best undrafted relief pitcher in fantasy for 2022 in the first half. Now, undrafted has this context to this. So when I say undrafted, I'm probably I'm talking 12-teamers, not 15-teamers or deeper. I'm talking 12-team leagues. This guy was probably not drafted. I want to give you context, not like completely. Unless you have one that you're like, oh, I know it's this guy because he was completely undrafted everywhere. If you have a better selection, but I think I know who wins this award. Deary, do you have an idea?
3: Uh, no, because I probably have a different guy than you do. I actually don't even have a closer.
2: Really? A relief pitcher who's not a closer who's the best? Wow. Okay. Well, I'd love to hear about it. You got to
3: remember I had like 3 minutes to put this together, so I was just looking at some of my teams. <laughs> I mean, are you going to go with <laughs> uh, are you going to go with uh Daniel Bard?
2: Of course, that was my absolute okay. number 1 selection. Yes. Daniel Bard. well deserving Drafted late. I drafted him late a couple times towards the end of the draft season, but Universally ignored and not oh, expected wait, to be did, the closer, oh, dearie.
3: I'm sorry, I did have Bard on my list.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, saved, you would because that's 0. an easy call.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's either it's Daniel Bard or somebody like Clay Holmes who was unexpected. Yeah, yeah. if you play in holds
3: leagues, uh, Anthony Bass has been amazing. He's got 15 holds, ERA at 1.4, uh, WHIP under one. Mm. He's been amazing in holds leagues.
2: Uh, Tanner Scott has 12 saves now, and he Mm -hmm. wasn't drafted at all. So those are a couple of guys I would go with. Tanner Scott, who I always hoped would be the Orioles' closer, and it never happened. Totally bummed me out. By the way, uh, Tanner Rainey, he's done in Washington, so there's new opportunity for saves in Washington with Tanner Rainey being waved by, too, because elbow. Sad elbow. Very, very sad. So long, Mr. Rainey.
1: (laughs) And you know
2: who got called up, Deering, from the minor leagues? Taylor Clippard. He still exists. He's on the Washington roster. Still around? Amazing. uh, Good for him. It's pretty wild. Yeah, hey, good for you, Taylor Clippard. Also, did you see Paul Seawald had two saves in one day this week? That was pretty cool. Are you calling him Clippard? Yeah, I am. Isn't it Clippard? I'm I'm calling him Clippard, Clippard.
1: (laughs) like
3: George (laughs) Papard. A (laughs) Papard. Or it's uh, Clippard, like uh, the movie Clifford.
2: Oh with uh, Martin Short not the big red dog but that crazy <laughs> Martin Short plays a child while Charles Rogan gets pissed the whole movie. <laughs> Correct. It's a real movie. Clifford. <laughs> Clifford go go watch it. Oh it doesn't, doesn't
3: hold up does it hold up?
2: It's something. It's it's very very bizarre, I'll give you that. Uh oh Chad says uh Jason Adam. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. That's been solid. He's been a solid reliever for the Rays because the Rays are a nightmare. Yes. Anthony says, "Wow, Tyler Clippard pitched in a 1998 All-Star game. Is that true? That's not true.
3: 1998 that was 24 he's not, he's not years been, yeah. ago. He's not been. We were in high school.
2: That's funny, though, Anthony. Very funny. You know, Anthony's not timely, but he's funny. Uh, we got a quick question from Jamie. Would you drop Bertie or slap him on the IL in a five by five? Oh, I would definitely not drop him. No. Yeah. I know he could be out for a while, but the steals are too. So they're so unique and so exciting. I, I can't bail on it yet." But I could see yeah, you taking you the, the risk. To, if you have the room to put him
3: on the I.L., I'd I put him on the I.L. Stone bases are so huge.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, so those are uh, some of our uh, Danny Jimenez, best undrafted reliever. He was good for a while. He got a lot of saves. He deserves an honorable mention in that category. All right, next category is, well, we did that one. Uh, no, yeah, we did that one. How about this one, Deary? I think this is a pretty easy one. Player most likely to repeat their first half production. Who is the player most likely to repeat their first half production in the second half? Oh, and the you winner is... Go ahead. You said this is easy? I think it's easy because there's a lot of there's so many players. I think there's yeah. quite um, a few players where you could throw in the mix here. I I have I have Jose Ramirez. You're not about that thumb, huh?
3: Clearly, I'm not. If I think he's going to repeat what he did in the first half,
2: clearly you're not. That's right. Also, Chad says uh Helsley. That was a great call. Yeah, Helsley not being drafted, he's he became a stud. No doubt about that. Great call, Chad. uh Look, so the player most likely to repeat their first half that was like. It, it, so the reason this award exists is to look at players who did something that is sustainable, not unsustainable. And I got the opposite of this award coming up. So for me, the player most likely to repeat their first half, I think, is Shohei Otani. He could do what he did in the first half. In fact, probably be even a little bit better with the steals and the bat. And as a pitcher, only pitches once a week. He gives everything he's got to one start a week. He's never going to pitch twice a week. So being a double-digit strikeout Cy Young ace once per week is very much sustainable for him. I think it is. I really do.
3: Yeah, I actually think he may pick it up a little more with the bat, which he has over the last month. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we can't go through all these
2: awards without mentioning Shohei Otani. This is supposed to be a positive award. Yes, Chad's like, does it have to be a good sustainable? <laughs> yes, this is supposed to be the player who replicates their first half production in a good way. So, yes, I want to be clear on that. But We're not talking um, about J. Mark Candelario here. Oh dearie, that is not cool. Life's not fair for certain guys, but yeah, I, I just think there's a whole sleep, of, sleep, slew, slew, it's slew of hitters that I very much would think, hey, that's the kind of guy that's going to do what he did already, and I'll give you because we got the next award coming up, but we got the opposite of this, so hang tight. But yeah, Jose Ramirez, three sixty-five OBP, seventeen home runs, thirteen steals. That's fun. They're, that is very repeatable. I think what Juan Soto did is very repeatable. In fact, he will top what he did in the first half. That's also something to look into. And, yeah, okay, I'll leave it there. But there's there's some other guys you could consider. Let's do the other award now. This is what I find more interesting. Player most likely to not repeat their first half production. The player most likely to not repeat their first half production. Let's be clear on that. got an easy pick on this one dearie for me okay uh
3: go go ahead i'm actually i i didn't get to that one yet
2: <laughs> i'm, I'm gonna tell you if this so this is easy this is uh, aaron judge there's just no way aaron <laughs> judge will repeat what he did in the first half i know it's oh star platinum's right there with me bingo we're see star platinum we're on the same wavelength my friend because we also know what is sustainable and what is not and it just ain't it just ain't how it is my friend so I've been on this bandwagon for a little while now. In fact, Fantrax has been posting these quick hitters on Twitter. Follow Fantrax on Twitter, if you will. I write there. It's fun. I also write about football. If you guys do football, check out my football stuff. But we be posting these second half, who's the player most likely to slip in the second half? They're kind of like these awards. Uh, who's the player who's going to break out as an infielder in the second half? Things like that. I picked Aaron Judge as the guy who will fade as an outfielder or whatever it was in the second half. It's yeah. As Chad says, it's easy slam dunk call. Yep. I agree. I completely well, agree. Yeah.
3: And you know what happens? I mean, he, the hiccups are always that he's, he's a giant of a man. He's, he, <laughs> he's going to get, he's going to get injured. Um, can, yeah. can I, uh, can I throw someone out at you? Yeah. Um, let me
2: just say uh, Paul Goldschmidt is Chad's pick, but well, that is a great ooh, call too.
3: Interesting. Yeah.
2: Um, what about Shane
3: McClanahan? Now, I'm not saying that he's going to have a bad second half, but his first half has been so amazing. 1.71 ERA, K-9 per at nearly 12. Um, I was looking at some of his numbers today. He's 13 innings from having the most career innings in his life, basically. Last year, he threw 123. I mean... Do we see him getting to 200 innings? It's a possibility. This guy leads the league and left on base percentage at 87%, which is just unheard of. I mean, that will probably see some type of a regression. He does have a propensity to give up the home run ball here and there. Um, I don't think he'll have a, I don't think he will end up with, the year with an ERA under two, I think it'll probably sit closer to two and a half and he'll certainly be, you know, up there for the Cy Young race, but uh, there has to be some type of a regression because it's been so amazing in the first half.
2: I talked about him in the fan tracks, fantasy baseball confidential that I wrote this past Monday where I compared him to Baz because Shane Baz is going to go bye-bye. I didn't know that at the time that Baz had an elbow injury, but he had given up a massively massively disappointing performance. A stinker in Cincinnati last Sunday when he gave up seven earned runs. So for people who were asking me a couple months ago, hey, you got Baz or you got McClanahan? It's clearly McClanahan, but your point being, is he capable of doing what he's done? It's so good that it probably has yeah. to come back just it's, a chance.
3: Yeah, it's so good that there has to be some regression.
2: Yeah, I mean, he could win the Cy Young and still be really, really good, but still not be quite where he's been in the first half. So he doesn't... He doesn't walk guys. That's a huge bonus too. He shouldn't get into trouble with the command and that, that should mean, if he gives up a home run here and there, that could hurt him, but it should limit any type of massive blow up outings. It really should.
3: Yeah. That ground ball rate is amazing. And you know, um, when your ground ball rate is above 50%, you're not going to give up the home run. Sure. His home run to fly ball rate is a little elevated. It's, you know, almost 17%, but I mean, guys, a ground ball pitcher and gets out of jams.
2: Sure. No, that's a good call, dear. I like that. That's definitely somebody who would fit in this category. Player who second half, most likely to be the opposite of their first half. Or player most likely not to repeat their first half production. McClanahan is a worthy candidate. Uh, some of the other guys here. You, you already talked about Goldschmidt. That was an obvious one, Chad. That's a good call. Uh, let's see. Especially with the Dodgers' history of playing with usage for guys, reaching innings, innings limits. He's talking about Gonsalan faltering. Yeah, we talked about that. He says it's more likely Gonsalan falters than Shane McClanahan. Well, I think think Deary would agree. Yeah, we both would agree with that. Yeah. All right, very interesting. Uh, Let's do one more and we'll call it a day here on the All Star Break Awards for the Palazzo podcast. Dear, why don't you get, you could pick the last category we haven't done yet. Okay. Player's Uh, Choice, whatever one you want to do. Let me see what's on here.
3: How about. Can I just mention the best one-game performance? Uh, there's t- there's two that were just amazing this year, and it's only because I had both these guys. And that's Trevor Story and Jack Peterson both having three home runs, seven RBIs, and eight RBIs. You know, Story also had a stolen base. That was really good. Um, yes. But what I really want to go to is how about um... where is it?
1: Boo, boo, player, boo. Player who
3: proved he will never be what
2: he was. Ooh. You got one for that? Player who proved he will never be what he was. That's a, I'm really happy. I'm glad I came up with this category. I think it's a lot of fun because there are so many players where you're like, boy, this player's fading. He's not the guy that we thought he was. For me, I kind of teed it up for Mike Trout. Hmm. because okay. he stole a base recently. Mind-blowing moment. He stole a base last week. It was a huge moment. His first stolen base of the year, but it's over, dude. He's had yeah. no stolen bases in double digits since 2018, like four years ago. So it's over, isn't it?
3: Yeah, he's not going to run anymore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's so, a huge part so of his it, game. That we officially so it, it, know that now. Like, it's, so yes, it's it, over. It,
3: it, it fits into the categories. He's still a first round draft pick. Yeah, most likely.
2: I'm, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's borderline. He might be a second. Like that's a high second, but I don't think he's <laughs> Mike in Trout that sucks. <laughs> he doesn't suck, but he's not. He put such a high standard, dude. <laughs> the party's over. So to me, Mike Trout proved to us once and for all that. Okay. Because I've been the biggest Mike Trout supporter there ever was. Of course. Of course. So for me to say that, you got to be like, wow, well, I guess things yeah. really are. They're not going to be the same. And he's proved it to us. I think he's proved it to us. It's fair to say that.
3: God, they're wasting his career over there in L.A.
2: Yeah, I mean, they've wasted it so much now. It's already wasted. Yeah. What about you? Uh, how about Blake Snell? <laughs> We're never going to
3: see him be good ever again.
1: Five point five
3: eight walk per nine, five point two two ERA. His fastball just doesn't fool anybody whatsoever, and uh, you know you just just lay off his off speed stuff because wait for that fastball, sit fastball and crush it. He's absolute shit. He's trash out there in San Diego. Now, I've been wow. off him for a couple of years now. After that, you know, Cy Young year, and then you know, I had a little bit of regression in nineteen, and then in two thousand twenty, he looked great in that shortened season, and he's he's just been trash this year.
2: Wow, that's that's tough, man. That's tough, but I can't I can't really argue with you. I got to give you credit on that. That's
3: <sighs> now like like his his FIP and his X FIP are almost two runs less than what that ERA sits at. But when you walk five and a half guys per nine, it's it's just it's terrifying.
2: I think that's interesting. You know, I I believe in those numbers, and when they're down like that, there is a chance for him to bounce back. Maybe find something, but it's been a while now. You're right. We've been waiting for it, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. So, uh, Chad says, Matt Chapman. Ooh. Chad, He's finally proven to us that he'll never be that yeah. 38 home run guy that he was. That's fair. That's fair. That's a good call. Although, had John Anderson on the show yesterday, me and him both talked about we thought he would – Still be a hot hitter. And he literally hit a home run yesterday. So, But there's nothing else. There's, there's home runs in Matt Chapman's bat because he crushes the ball. But that's about it. Those are good calls, dear. Blake That's Oh, hi Hiyan Jin Ryu. Yeah, I think we already knew that, though. But that's still yeah. a good call. You could put it in this class. We knew that he had shown us that he was fading, and now it's it's definitely over. But those are some good, good calls on you guys' part. You guys are great at this. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you guys found it interesting and useful as we close the book on the first half of the 2022 season. Here is the third year we've been doing the show. It's always fun to do it. We get to talk baseball. We get to crack jokes. We get to hit dumb buttons, have a few laughs. We get to connect with all the people in the live chat who make their comments, and I'll tell you, I enjoy it. And Oh, here we go real quick. Uh, Ruiz is batting ninth. So he's still around, and he's starting. What? Yep. Because uh, all, all, all these all these lefty,
3: all these sources are trash. <laughs> like, no, when- not the people that are commenting here, but like you go to like ESPN or like Yahoo or um you know Fangraphs, and it's just like, I'm, what is right? Okay, Ruiz is betting knife. I feel like they just
2: changed it. Yeah. They oh, probably cool. did.
3: Yeah, good for him.
2: Uh, Star Starbutter says, "Remember when Snell dropped the Buddha on his toe?" I don't remember that. When did that happen? Yeah. Why is uh, Chad says, why is Joe Adele batting fifth and Brandon Marsh batting ninth? Because Brandon, Marsh, Adele, Brandon Marsh stole some bases recently. He's he's not been god-awful lately, I'll say that. But Joe Adele, he's also back in the bigs. Another guy we need to take note of. That I thought Adele would get traded, but it looks like he's staying. And now with Mike Trout being out with these back spasms, there's an opportunity for Joe Adele to play. And he looked good in his first return the other day. He went two for five. I think he stole a bag even. So that's promising, right?
3: It is promising. I swear I'm
2: not trying to get out okay. of here. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, it Looks. Yeah, you look blurry. It looks like you got a bogus connection over there, too. Um, uh, uh, do I, uh, uh, oh, 2018, oh. Buddha on his toe in the bathroom taking a shower.
3: Oh, break, breaking news, Mike. Um, I shot under Ooh. 80 for the first time in my life in golf.
2: How about that shit? That's fantastic, man. Congratulations.
3: Yeah.
2: That's a big moment.
3: Yeah. Shot a, How did you I do shot it? I shot a 79 I Had two birdies, um, eight pars. I had one double bogey. But the, the craziest thing was, uh, so I was keeping score on the, the card, you know, the paper card on your cart. And then I also have an app where I was keeping score. So, I mean, I'm on the back nine and I get, I get to the the last hole and it's par three. And I look at my app and it says I'm at a 74 because I hadn't added anything up the rest of the round. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm only five over. I thought I was like seven over. I was like, oh, this is great. I can like, I can bogey the last hole and it won't even matter. So then I go out and I birdie or I par the last hole. And then I counted up on the sheet, and it says 79. What I had done on my app is I accidentally put a par when I actually had double bogeyed. So I was going into that last hole thinking, oh, I can just fuck around and I can bogey. No big deal. But if I would have done that, I would have shot an <laughs> 80 and not a 79.
2: <laughs> wow, dude. That- wow, dude. That was a wow dude moment. Holy cow. I, I had a uh, possible... I had a possible eagle putt. I was
3: putting for eagle on a par five. I actually like bombed a drive and then hit my second shot like 225 yards, like 12 feet from the hole and then like rimmed out. Wow. An eagle. It was a, it was amazing. Was that Bushwood? It was.
2: <laughs> of course it was. You had to it be, was. Yeah. yeah. It's your yeah. home
3: course, man. It, it's I don't know. Actually, the, the conditions at that course are great now. Um, and it's only like 30 bucks. And I know that I know that course so well.
2: So people are saying that you gave yourself one extra stroke just to get under 80. Is this true? I'm a
3: lot of things, but like I'm not a cheater. And if I have played this many rounds with not shooting under 80, I don't think I would ever want to lie to myself about shooting under
2: 80. That's what I would think. Cause it's such an accomplishment after so many years, why would you want to yeah. cheat yourself yeah. to that point? So I love the and, chase too. Cause
3: and, I mean, now it's over now I can just quit cause I'm never going to shoot like a 75.
2: That's never going to fucking happen. <laughs> Why not? That's just impossible. It's impossible. I'm not that good. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Shave five strokes off your game. You never know. Got got better, but Jesus. How many mulligans, mulligans
3: says Star? (laughs) Play with mulligans.
2: Oh, Deary's taking offense, offense. guys. Come on now. (laughs) He takes his golf game very seriously. Well, that's a great note to go on. Congratulations, Deary. That's a big moment. And, you know, 75? I don't know. I think anything's possible. Never. Kevin Garnett said anything's possible, so. Never. I'll Just be remember shooting, that, folks.
3: I'll be shooting 85s the rest of the summer.
2: Yeah, well, the older you get, the worse you get down the road. But you're still in your prime, so let's take advantage of what we all got here, folks. Jamie says, well, have a Mulligan's here in town. It's a food restaurant. A Mulligan's. Ooh, that okay. sounds, good. Well, sounds good. Sounds good. Like they a got Bennegan's? a good, uh,
3: Reuben. They got a Reuben sandwich? Ooh, a Benigan's. Yeah,
2: they got, they got a Monte Cristo. Yeah, I used to work at Benigan's. I know you did. Yeah, you actually went to that job that day. For that game. That's so dumb. You have to regret and, that.
3: Yeah, and then like a week later, I was fired for stealing food.
2: <laughs> I know. So, the, <laughs> it was pointless. Congrats. That's a great score. Uh, it's a great score. Star Platinum is impressed. That's well done. Yeah, the 2006 Ohio State-Michigan game. Number one versus number two. Bo Schambachler just died. just before we knew that maybe Bo Schambachler wasn't that great a man. Uh, but anyways, at the time, Indiri had a job. And... He had to go to it. Benigan's on a Saturday and he wins. So it would not always be the case, but I think Deere trying to turn over a new leaf. there, trying to prove something.
1: So.
3: Yeah. You know how many jobs I, I would not have. Randomly, I've randomly quit because there's like a sweet concert or an awesome game going on. Exactly. Or just, people are, or just like people are going out to have fun. And then like, that's the time I put my foot down to be like, Oh no, I'm going to work today.
2: <laughs> exactly.
3: It's the uh, shitty are restaurant. Job. Similar.
2: <laughs> like yep. I
3: got that same job anywhere else in fucking town. Three days later.
2: Yeah, who gives a fuck about that job? Oh, they end up losing, though, so maybe it's for the best. But forty-two yeah. thirty-nine, Sean Crable personal foul late in the game. That sealed it. So. Okay. All right, that's it. That's the show for this week. We want to thank you all so much for your time and energy. The Palazzo Podcast, 2Ls, two 2Zs. Two Utah. On Twitter. Give me two. You can find the Patreon and the Discord's free. It's all pinned to the top of the Palazzo Podcast Twitter handle. We post stuff during the week on the Twitter handle. You can check out uh, my He Left Us series. I'll... Some nights I'll post the league leaders for the night in left on base. That's always fun to see who could have, what could have been. There was a huge one recently. I swear it was like a, it was, it was a big a one. I can't remember. is not there a nine? Yeah. Yeah. Randy Rosarina was up there too. And it was somebody else. It was a nine. And I was like, shit, that is not good. But uh, it just reminds us of what could have been. Because, you know, we all want. Could have uh, been dead much... on a Sunday morning. Exactly. Something day. like that. Let's see. because oh, I used the hashtag on this. oh yeah, that was a Rosarina. That was July tenth. That was the other day. A niner for Randy Rosarina. A yeah, nine. Woo. That was that's the season high. That's as high as I've seen. Nine You don't get nine. much higher than that. There was Yuli Gurriel had eight. That was two days ago. Good job, Yuli. So there it is. Yeah, check that out on my Twitter handle, MJ Govier, G O V as in Victor, I E R, Chris Deary, C Deary, 1999. Deary is a dearly beloved. We love doing the show, the Plausible Podcast. We hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the All Star Break. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be on the Discord and all that stuff. You can find us there. Let's let Russell Crowe take us home. Bye, everybody. Right, lads.
0: Now I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side.
3: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.